Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the 12 Minute Talks podcast. On this episode, I'm excited to have with us today Dale Dupree. He's the founder and leader at Sales Rebellion, where others learn better methods, more results, and a sales path worth walking. Dale, thank you so much for being on today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely. So um, it's an interesting topic, I think, because a lot of people are in sales, whether they think they are or they're not, <laughs> right? right. Um, every, everything in life is sales at some point. Um, and so Dale, before we get into exactly what it is that you help others with, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got started in this industry? Sure. I, so I was born into it. My father was an entrepreneur and a small business owner, and he was a copier salesman. So he ran a copier sales company. Uh, a sales and service company, and he opened it back in 1984. I was born a year later. People like to joke that toner runs in my veins because of it, but I was literally born into this. So I, I remember coming to the office as a child. I remember kind of going through all the motions, learning everything about business, not just hey, this is how you pay the bills, or hey, this is the, these are the employees. I mean, we learned the brass tacks of keeping the doors open, what it looks like to, to serve you know, the community, the whole nine yards. So it was a lot of fun growing up. And because of it, subsequently, I just was always attracted to the lifestyle. And as I became an adult, my dad was my best friend and my mentor. So it just made sense for me to kind of pursue the lifestyle of sales. I sold copiers for almost 14 total years. And in the process of, of that, I recognized that I had something different uh, to offer from a sales perspective than most people. And I have a passion for teaching. I have a passion for serving. I have a passion for the next generation. So I started a sales rebellion. Awesome. Yeah, that, that's a great story. You know, working with your dad, well, I guess since you were born and then growing up as a kid and going um, to the store, I guess, with him, right? Um, that's cool. That Yeah, that's pretty similar. I, I work with my mom too. Um, and we've been working together now 15 years. So um, I think it's a perspective people don't often get you know so what do you think what would you say is like one of the biggest uh, lessons you learned uh working with your dad um you know there's a lot so it's hard to say that there's a biggest one but i think the the the, the characteristic that i i learned from him and, and really just like personality trait more than anything was to have the heart of a serving leader uh, my dad would do anything for anybody and and not to the point of like uh, crashing and burning his business by any means, he was still wise, you know, in regards to enabling people or, you know, putting so much of himself out there that it stole from him. But he, at the same time, those things didn't really matter to my dad. So he, he didn't, he wasn't so worried about the day to day and the dollar as much as he was about people. He was worried about people and he was worried about their happiness more than anything else. And, and because of that, I watched him live a very fulfilling life and, and something that was inspirational more so than just successful, right? From the standard of the world, right? Where my dad transcended those things, created happiness and fulfillment for him and our family and for the community that served him. I mean, at the guy's funeral, there was over a thousand people there. And when I stood up to give the, the eulogy, I hadn't even looked at the room yet. And it was a feeling of just overwhelming joy, to be quite frank with you. And that these people who my dad served so diligently came to pay respects and that wouldn't miss it for the world kind of thing. And yeah, so I think that really there's a lot of lessons, but I think the, the most important really comes down to the things that my dad left me from a legacy perspective, and that would be the number one thing. Awesome. Yeah, that, that's definitely great. I think um, it's important, right, to think about the legacy that, that we leave behind. Um, yeah, and how that impacts people later on. 
So, so Theo, how did you know when it was time from being a copier salesman to, to leading your own sales rebellion? I was always leading a sales rebellion, just to say it. Uh, you know, the, I had good mentors and I had a great boss, but there were plenty of people at the organization that were just kind of like weirded out and skied out by like what I did. They they didn't like you know this guy with big old holes in his ears because I I have giant I had giant I should say earrings at one point from being in the music industry. Mm -hmm. I'm tatted up. I had long hair, big old beard for the longest time as well too. So I just looked different and, and on top of it, my methodology was extremely different. And I wanted to know who you were, you know, we, we would hear people make cold calls and they'd say, hi, I'm so-and-so with this company. How are you today? I'd pick up the phone, make a dial and say, Hey, what's up? Then nothing else. And yeah, wait for the you, person to respond. You mean <laughs> you, you would be a human, <laughs> you yeah. know, not, I, yeah. Some people are like, Oh, if, to me personally, they're like, Oh, you're so good on the phone and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, cause I'm having a conversation. Like, I, I always say people buy from people, not from companies, right? Like, yes, it's important to represent something that is going to be there for the person, obviously, you know, when they need it, but um, they buy from you at the end of the day. You know, I think that that's the main difference. So what do you tell us a little bit more about the sales rebellion and what exactly it means to join that or, you know, um, in, in general, a little bit more? Sure. We're, it's it's a pretty simple organization uh, when it comes down to it and that we do training and development for individuals and for companies. So we take on individual students. Uh, we have tons of coaches internally that do that. And then we take on company contracts as well, too. But we are trying to innovate inside of the inside of the, the vertical in general. We're trying to be more of a support system for salespeople and not just this informational funnel that ends up you know costing you thousands of dollars because you want to learn more and you want to learn more and you want to know the next thing. Instead, we're trying to build a community. We call it a kingdom uh, where sales rebels come that have decided to abandon their castles, which are very lonely, isolated places, and instead come and open up their minds to what sales can truly be for them from a legacy standpoint. So it, it's easy to join the rebellion in that if you want to learn and you want training and development, you just go to our website and hang out. But if you want to be a part of the community, which we always suggest starting there, no matter who you are and, and what you're looking for, you come and get in our Slack channel. You come and enjoy content in all of our social channels as well, too. All of it's free, all of it's fun, all of it will help you to meet people that you didn't know. You listening to our podcast, you just being involved. Being involved is what we ask people to do. And and from that perspective, what they learn is they learn you know, the principles of what sales is really built on. That people are more important than products. The community is more important than commission checks. That fellowship is a much more efficient way to have a conversation with somebody than negotiations. Right. And that really people need experiences more so than they need a pitch in order to decide whether or not they're going to buy from you. And we just shift the mindset for salespeople back to the old days, back to the place that it started in regards to just the basics of human nature and, and the basics of communication that we have completely tongue tied at this point and created, you know, the customer's wall and the customer's objections, you know, ourselves as a community. So we're hoping to overcome that over the next you know decade or so. Fantastic. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's great to have a, a community um, or a kingdom, like you say, right, to be a part of because sales can sometimes be rather lonely um, type of, of industry, right? Um, and so 
what what are some of these better methods that you guys are teaching people you know don't give us all the details but um i, I feel like there's a lot of outdated um things that you hear you know and, and i'm just like no like that might have worked 10 15 years ago but nowadays you have to do something different and set yourself uh, um, aside from everybody else yeah i'll give you a couple uh, just like from a, the high level sales perspective so when it comes to prospecting we like what we call first touch methods. And it's the idea of using very powerful marketing tools that tackle the stereotypes and the common assumptions of people and cause them to laugh or to smile or even just to wince and think that was different because we wanna interrupt their patterns. So we have physical objects that we send and items that we send. We also have digital concepts that are tied to this. So even a simple email can be turned into a full on interruption for somebody's day if you do it right. So we base all these concepts around basic human behavior, psychology, and communication, right? So we have vast backgrounds in these concepts. And with that said, we also help people from A to Z. So think about uh, not just prospecting, but think about communication inside of a discovery, right? Most people do a demo. Demos are dumb. And if you're doing demos, stop. What you should be doing is allowing a prospect to navigate through your product and going through it with them instead of, you know, showing them the 20 companies that you, you know, are your top, you know, 20 on the list, Coca-Cola and these, this and that, nobody cares, right? So we help people to get back to basic behaviors that humans are really truly longing to have with each other in these moments instead of trying to be sold. And it goes all the way to the close. Like we teach people things in closing techniques and tactics that nobody would even dare try, like having a completely signed document for seven figures and sliding it back in front of your prospect and giving them the option to tear it up. You know, little things right. that really translate servant leadership inside of what sales truly should be. Awesome. And I think that that's very much needed nowadays. You know, I think even like in dating, people lack communication skills, you know, and, <laughs> and I think <laughs> um, it obviously transcends it into sales. Like people think, oh, I'm going to learn the script and just talk to people through a script and like, no, that's, maybe it's good to get your feet wet, right? Maybe that fear that people have of talking on the phone or sending an email, whatever it might be. Um, but I think those are definitely great uh, strategies and, and just ways of communication that people should develop for the 21st century <laughs> that we live in, you know? Um, and so I have uh, another question for you uh, before we wrap up here, Dale, it's been some great information. You've mentioned a few times this uh, word servant leadership. Uh, you mentioned it when talking about your dad and you just uh, talked about it. Uh, what is your definition of that phrase? Yeah, a servant leader is somebody that's extremely mindful, genuine, and empathetic. It's somebody that cares more about the community than they do their own agenda or themselves in some cases as well. Now, it's not it, it doesn't neglect self-care by any means because a true servant leader is extremely aware of who they are. They know thyself so that they can know that community in the first place. So it's it's being able to tap into you and say, well, what are things that I desire and I want that other people are not going to see the same way? And how do I accommodate that outlook for myself and also for others too, so that I can create something that will impact people and will change the literal outcomes for them. Because around us right now, we have people that are that are suffering from addictions, you know, vast majorities of those two, whether they're substance related or sex related or whatever the case may be. And, and the problem is, is that we're afraid to have these conversations. We're afraid to step out of our comfort zone. We're afraid to talk about depression and suicide. And we're afraid to talk about, you know, promiscuity and things that we've done in our past that that cause 
people that kind of went in the first place. Well, guess what? It's a reality that we all live in on a daily basis. And until we have really come to the conclusion that we want to be servant leaders and we want to expose things that can truly break through for people and for their relationships and for the legacies that they're building, then we will just literally be floating objects on this earth without much existence, to be quite frank. When you're gone, what are you going to be remembered for? And when you're gone and everybody opens the closet and finds all these things and like, whoa, what is this? How is that any way to have lived your entire life? Like what a finale, right? So for, for me, the servant leadership mindset is about exposing the things in our lives that are toxic so that we can be better as people. And that, and that, that selflessness can slowly drift into something where it's like, hey, I need help. Uh, but as a, you know, as a servant leader, do I ask for it? Well, you don't have to <laughs> because other people are willing to give it because of the way that you act and who you are and, the, and your general presence on this earth. Awesome. That that's a, a very uh, detailed and great explanation. I, I appreciate that. Um, and so, Dale, how can people join your your sales rebellion? Where should they go? Yeah, it's easy. Just head to salesrebellion.com. There's plenty of information there. There's a little button you can click right at the bottom of the first screen to just get in touch with me directly. We've got a bunch of very capable, very awesome coaches as well too that I can introduce you to. But if you want to come and join the community, get on Slack, look up Sales Rebel um, as the channel or head over to any social media site. So if you're on LinkedIn, it's .com backslash I am backslash Copier Warrior. If you're on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, anything, Facebook, anything else, it's backslash Sales Rebellion or at Sales Rebellion. Awesome. And like always, we will have all of the links down below. So people watching the video or listening to the audio can easily uh, follow Dale and the Sales Rebellion. And I just wanted to quickly introduce myself for those of you that don't know who I am. My name's Lorena Tomasini, and I'm the owner of Mom Life and Health Insurance Agency, where together with my mom, we help other families and businesses with their financial protection needs. Um, Dale, it's been great having you on today on the 12-Minute Talks podcast. And is there anything else you would like to add? Uh, thanks for having me on. That was a great little interview. I appreciate you. Awesome. Thank you so much for this valuable information.